on the next episode of Relo Elo. I went to Office Depot and I bought some post-it notes so I can get all the people I've met in one location. These leads for me, it's a big focus and I'm becoming less and less anxious about the socials. There was a guy there who had a little bit too much to drink. He walked from one side of the course over to me and he got pretty close. If you're gonna fight either fighter, you need to leave or you need to settle down. Like you gotta pick one because at that point he's kind of like wasting everybody's time. You can take a cheetah out of the jungle, but you can't take the jungle out of a cheetah. What happens when you drop a loan officer into a brand new city they've never been in before with the goal of $2 million in production within their first 90 days? You're about to find out. I'm Casey Knowles. And I'm Nick Carpenter. Starting August 1st, 2021, I'll be putting my reputation and mental toughness on the line to put myself through the rigorous journey of starting over in a new city without a single contact while documenting the process along the way. I'm betting that I can create a plan any loan officer can follow to build a big business. With the plan I put together in one hand and a cheetah juice in the other, Casey will take the plan to the streets, find opportunity, and see if it's still possible to achieve your dreams in America. Hey, it's Monday, September 20th. In the beginning, I was counting how many weeks into this I was. I'm, I've kind of forgotten how many weeks were into it. and so. Uh, my mindset is on month three, and so at this point I'm thinking like, how many days do I have left? My intentions were to deliver as much value as I could the first two months, and then month three to see what kind of production that that would, that would equate to. You know, I'm 50 years old, so I got some paper. I'm gonna put it up on the wall. I went to Office Depot and I bought some post-it notes, the big ones, it's like 24 by 30 in, and I'm taping them up on the wall so I can get all the people I've met in one location. I bought some Crayola markers. I'm gonna start writing them up there. My idea is to fill the paper up. You gotta remember what I did. I met people, created relationships, and now I'm trying to like, trying to harvest some of those relationships. So if you don't know anybody, you need to meet people first. And if you haven't provided any value, you need to provide value next. But if those things are done, there's no reason you shouldn't ever not have the names in front of you of where your business comes from. You don't want to have a good relationship and then you stick them on ice and you never follow up. You never do anything with them. Just think about it. What if I, what if I start getting like super hungry and then I'm like all tired and weak and can't sell very well, can't communicate very well. And that cheetahs waited until they're dying of hunger. They're not going to catch any gazelle. That's for damn sure. They like, they always have to hunt, hunt when they're full. Maybe not all the way full, but kind of full. So I think you should always have your business, the people you have relationships with, in a place that you can continue to go, did I miss his birthday? Did I, did I, are, am I hitting all the notes? And uh, just because it's the end of my three months here, it's not, this isn't like a final thing. This is the, this is the third part that goes on forever. I'm gonna be lazy. I don't want to be hungry. I want to get fed. I'm gonna get fed. And then I'm gonna show other people how to get fed and that'll help them out. So the better I do, the better other people can do if they do the same thing. My people board. These are just a few people I met, but first of all, my landlord. Love this dude. Jachelle's cool. She was like one of the First three people to go to my class, Hannah. Hannah's with Keller Williams. Also did call night with her for the Bold 100s. She was at the Bold 100. 
What's up, Marlene? Kristen. Lorian will be watching this. What's up, Lorian? She's a cancer survivor for one, which is no small feat. Not only that, she's building a team. Lorian is a winner. She will always be a winner. She came to the first class also. Fee or Ella Pruitt. Fiorella actually knows Rob's mom. Rob is the one holding the camera right now, but I met with her on Friday, and Fiorella and her husband are super cool. My back's not the best, so I'm gonna stay up top here for a while, but we got Steve Carruthers. There's gonna be so many people here, I'm gonna have to double stack people, so if anybody thinks they're too close to somebody else, I apologize right now. Next time you see this board, there's gonna be a ton more people on it. Um, I gotta go to physical therapy, but this is just the beginning of my final, my final stretch. So this is my lifeline. Um, these are all my people, my tribe. This is where the business is gonna come from because they're the only people I know. So it's my job to follow up with them, continue to deliver on the promises that I had, but more importantly, I gotta not be a wimp, pick up the phone and uh, make a connection. My sole purpose in life is to fill this, fill this sheet up and make contacts with them. And that's what's gonna happen. So anyway, till next time. What's happening? Hey, I got my film guy here. Do you mind if he films a little bit? Yeah, it's your medical stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I, do I need to sign a HIPAA form for you? Uh, <laughs> we'll go in that third room. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. Gotta stand up straight when you hear it. That way, you're like, no, I don't know. I always stand up straight. <laughs> Get your hand chopped off. <laughs> Yeah, careful with that leg. Which one's this? Just my knee. It's it'll it comes apart sometimes. Yeah, it's been a long time. The doctor said it won't come apart anymore because there's so much arthritis, but I don't believe I'm like a hundred percent. Alright, you want the mean stuff first or the nice stuff first? Better do the mean stuff. Let's get on with my casa, sukasa. What's it like? Careful what you wish for the man. I just can't. <laughs> it's Wednesday the 22nd. I have 38 days or so left. Yesterday I had my class and it wasn't a class that I intended on doing, but through the, through the scope of things, I ended up um, talking with this lady named Casey Clark. Casey Clark is, uh, is an owner at Keller Williams and has um, an enormous team. There's 218 agents, I think, and they do a ton of transactions, like 2,200 a year. And so, in speaking with her, I ended up um, ending up setting up a class. Uh, again, it was a YouTube, um, how to rank, take a YouTube video and rank on page one on Google. And you can start building a business that will give you like a residual return on that time you had. The reason I tell people that their videos aren't gonna rank for 24 hours is because I want them to be like shocked and amazed whenever their videos rank faster. A lot of times the truth is we can get their video to rank in the class, but we tell them it's gonna rank in 24 hours so that when it happens really fast, they're like, this is amazing. I, I've got even better results than I thought I was gonna get. And uh, he's just an all around super dude. So anyway, Nick Carpenter. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right, cool. If I stand over here and I don't use the microphone, can you guys hear me okay? 
So the little bit different thing about that is I didn't invite these people. And so now I do have a list of people that came to the class. I asked them if they want a PowerPoint. It kind of helps me get their contact information. But in all reality, like I don't really know who these people are because I didn't friend them on Facebook and kind of get to know them. It, they were fresh faces. And, and so I did, I did get a list of these people and I am gonna put them on the board. But at this point, even though I did the class, like I don't feel like I have any sort of relationship with them. So I'm gonna go on Facebook, I'm gonna make sure that I add all them as friends. I'm gonna go through their pages a little bit, see who they are, see if there's somebody that I wanna work with, see if it might be a good fit, like some stuff, show a little more value. Um, but they, I am gonna put them on the board. I did meet them and just, you know, the, the next month could be rough. So I wanna make sure that I have every possibility to eat, you know, as often as I can. Casey Clark, again, she has a, she has a really large team and so I'm trying to find a way to bring value to her. I can go and help all her agents, but the problem is to get agents to show up to believe that I can help them, you know, it requires them to do some work and so they're not going to do it unless they think like I'm the real deal. So I need to help Casey directly first so Casey will edify, hey look, Casey's the real deal, he can help you. I need you to be vested in what he says. And so I need more buy-in from Casey. It, Casey's a killer, first of all. She's, she's pretty young. She already has a, a very well couple established businesses. Um, got a ton of respect for her. And so what I'm doing is I'm gonna get interviewed on a news channel about why Colorado Springs is such a hot market in the United States. And I'm trying to get her on that interview with me so I can bring some attention to her, which will bring attention to her brokerage and that way I can help her and she can start getting a feeling that I'm the real deal. To be able to do something like that, it's really cool. And the reason that is, is because nobody else does that. A lot of people in business and sales, they're, they're constantly fighting over the same stuff. In lending, it's how low are my rates? How fast can you close? We all sell the same stuff. And it's really hard to compete on how low your rates are because everybody's deal's different. So it's kind of like, who's the best liar? And they're constantly fighting. They're out there fighting. And while they're all out there fighting, and they're all out there fighting, I'm inside with the party group, and I'm like winning, because what I'm doing is I'm doing stuff that I'm not competing with. I'm taking people, putting them on the news, and doing other things that other people aren't doing. So at some point, somebody's gonna go, getting somebody on the news is pretty cool. I'm gonna get them on the news. Well, if I keep putting people on the news all the time, then I'm gonna be competing with them, but instead I'm gonna move on and I'm gonna do something else. And that's, it takes a little bit longer to be creative, but that's adding value. Adding value isn't doing your job. My job is to close loans and close on time. So to compete in the realm of what my job description is, is what it is, it's lazy. And so I don't wanna be lazy, I wanna be different. And so what I'm doing is different stuff, so I don't compete, I stand out, I have a unique selling proposition. We're helping them get authority. We're helping them get in front of their clientele, in front of the people. And when you see your agent on the news, you're like, that's my agent. My agent was on the news. That's authority, and that's what we're shooting for. Oh, got a text back. Invite to the news. So I have, I'm getting interviewed by the news. KKTV 11, news morning reporter. I'm on the news. Did you hear the good news? I'm on the news. 8.30, so I'm gonna re reply to Casey Clark. Meet her last night, I'm hanging out, and she's giving me shit about my shoes. I mean, I have tattoos and I'm wearing a t-shirt, like I don't know why my shoes are such a big deal, but 
people here in the Springs need to chill out about the shoes. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Like you walk on them. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Those are freaking, they're, they're not clean, but they're pretty dialed in. You know, I bet you want a pair. All right. The wall of fame. Ramona. One guy, he's like, hey, I'd like to have a, basically a one-on-one -on -one with you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe there's some ways I can help you. And he goes, well, you already helped me. I'd like to actually get to know you a little bit and then I'd like to help you back already. That never happens. And he said, I was like born to do this. And I was like, man, I want to work with you. Yeah. It's coming along. It is 23rd and I am with Keller Williams team, Tegri Home Group. Everybody's at a Airbnb for some business training for 2022. And as, as a partner of theirs, I'm gonna help them with some, with some marketing. We're gonna shoot some videos and then we're gonna take those videos and we're gonna stick them on Facebook. And anybody that goes to the business page, watches the video, goes to their website, somebody goes to the lead forms, whether they open the lead form, felt the lead form or not, I'm gonna show them how to retarget them. I'm actually gonna do it for them. So it's a way to capture people that could possibly be interested in doing business. And I call it Cerberus guard dog strategy because what happens is as soon as I catch them once, you just can't keep retargeting the same person forever because it's kind of like against the law. But what you can do is I can send them a video, I can send them something else. And then when they look at that, they get retargeted again. So they essentially get stuck in this, this pit of getting retargeted over and over and over again. So I'm going to show them how to do it in a way that's not obnoxious, doesn't annoy people, doesn't get them flagged or blocked, but keeps them top of mind. My motivation for helping them in all honesty is because I like Mike. Mike is somebody that I highly respect. He's helped me in, in all different kinds of ways. Um, whenever you meet people in the business and you have some commonalities, I think it's how he's wired, it's how I'm wired. You just want to help other people. And what's invariably going to happen is, and this is, this is the benefit that I don't, I'm not looking for, but this is what's going to happen. I'm going to have somebody in front of my camera and I'm going to ask about their origin story. They're gonna tell me why they got in the business. So when I was younger, so I was a early education teacher for about 10 years. After that day, I realized how much joy it brought me to help other people. Just six years ago, I used to work 12 to 16 hours a day, 12 to 16 days in a row. And I'm gonna have them bring out their emotions to the camera so their clients can see it. But what's invariably gonna happen is they're gonna tell me this personal story as we develop this story, and we're gonna end up creating a connection. I know it's gonna happen, it happens every time. So I wouldn't come here to do that, but now that I am coming here to, to help Mike, I will strengthen my relationships with every single person I help. Because I'm just gonna ask, ask, and ask until they're either on the edge of tears or they have some clarity. And most people don't think about their story very much. So when I help them develop their story and they have clarity, they're gonna associate that discovery with working with me. Most people get into a house with three or three and a half percent. They even have loans for zero percent. I care about my clients' needs so much. Working in the medical field, I was in billing. And, you know, at one point in my career, there was a three-year-old that couldn't get leg braces paid for. 
to be a part of that celebration at the end, knowing that you just made a difference in their lives. The point of helping them is to make sure that they're touching their database like every 10 days or so. It's a way to stay top of mind without calling to sell them anything, without being annoying. To close the gap between them doing it twice and me helping them do it 30 times, that's where I come in. I can come in and put this, set this thing up. It takes a little bit of time, but once it's set up, it's set it and forget it, and then they're gonna get the benefit from it moving forward. Yeah, today's Tuesday, the end of September, 20-something. Anyway, it's Tuesday, Friday's the first, October, so still kind of wrapping up this second month. Today, I am meeting Fox News, contacted a ton of news stations to get on the news, and the reason for that is not for me to look cool or anything, it's just I'm trying to find unique ways to bring value to real estate agents, be able to spend time with them, most of them don't know how to do the things we know how to do. And one of them is helping them with their authority. And how do you get more authority than being the person that's asked to be on the news? And so after the last time, they were super appreciative and said, hey, we're looking forward to a big future with you. And basically is what they said. And it's great because the, the two girls that I'm gonna work with today, I really like, they're high producers. And it's, they're, good, they're just a great fit. We both, we both like each other and we both work well together. I already got a loan in for them, so I do have a loan now. This just solidifies that relationship. What's happening in this development? What's what, what is it going to be when it's finished here? So in this development, um, it's going to be almost 300 homes are going to be finished within here. So this neighborhood has a really big um, opportunity to close that gap and to come up. And we felt that Colorado Springs having as big of a footprint as it had had a lot of potential. And now that we're here, we're absolutely seeing that firsthand. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No. Perfect. Thanks no. so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. All right, I can see that mic. Yeah, I'm just driving back from uh, Challenger Homes. I met Fox News there along with Michelle and Carrie Hutchinson. Yeah, it went pretty good. It was cool. I met a guy named Michael there. He's one of the sales managers at the office, and that was kind of nice to make that connection. I got his business card that'll definitely go up on my board. When I was leaving, he happened to ask me a lending question, which, you know, it's kind of like, to me, it was a little bit of an invite. I will be calling on him. I think I'll just drive over there. The dude is super cool. Uh, he was really nice. He was uh, appreciative that we brought the news crew there. And I tried to do what I could during the interview to make sure that some questions got asked that helped edify that, that builder and why people should probably go over there. And to be honest, after going there, I think it's a great place to buy. So I'm definitely somebody I'm gonna call back on, if nothing else, just to make a friend. He seemed like a great guy. So now it's kind of back to the grind. I have the social day after tomorrow. Uh, we've been sending invites all morning. And so I need to kind of follow up with some of my Facebook uh, messenger invites for the social. Every time we have a social, every time I have a class, obviously I want it to be better. So I'm gonna make a push the next, or to do what I can to make sure that the place is packed. There's just too much value to not make an effort for that. To get together, have a beer, and it's also probably the, I won't be drinking, but it'll be the last time that I'll be around food and alcohol for about a month probably, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, 
It is Thursday the 29th. Um, wait, the 30th. Yeah, the 30th. Tomorrow's the first. It's pretty early in the morning right now for something. I haven't really gotten a whole lot of shots at bat the last week or so. And so I did fill out a couple pre-quals and, and things for people that are marginal, most likely won't qualify and or aren't that motivated. So even though they are attempts, I think they're very low probability of success attempts. Today's the last day I'm eating unless I get alone. So that's a, you know somewhat worrisome, but I will be more intentional obviously tomorrow, which is the whole point of the food thing is intention. But if there's a word for that, intentional. We're getting ready for our second social. It's at Goat Patch Brewing. It's gonna be an awesome location. They have this big beer garden in the back that we get the whole space just to ourselves. And so it's gonna be really fun to go out there. We got some ticket mortgage cornhole boards. So we're gonna set up some cornhole in the back and try to create a little tournament. Everybody likes drinking some beer and shooting some cornhole. So that should be, that should be a good time as well. Man, the social's going really good. I keep going back to Nick and asking for more drink tickets. I actually had a bunch of drink tickets in the beginning, but I've gone through them really quick. We're given two drink tickets per person, so, you know, two people show up and three people show up, and I'm, I'm burning through them pretty quick. Uh, I did have uh, a guy come, and he brought four friends with him, which was, you know, it's quite a bit, but the guy who brought him, he's a great guy. And so, but when the four guys came in, um, I didn't know them. It was obvious that they, they weren't really in the industry. Um, but they showed up and I think that they've been, you know, partying a little bit before they got here. Particularly one guy seemed probably like he was already intoxicated when he got there. And, uh, you know, my guess is that they had already been out, you know, maybe pre-partying a little bit before they came to our social. Man, I was having a great time and I, I was inside for a long time mingling, but there was, you know, there's a handful of people outside. So I decided to go outside just to kind of make my rounds. And initially when I got here, I set the cornhole boards up. Just, I just set them on the ground. I didn't really space them out the way they should be spaced. So when I walked out, I saw that these guys were playing on the shorter, shorter length. And so anyway, I ended up yelling to Travis like, hey, is that regulation? Apparently that wasn't the right thing to say because there was a guy there who had a little bit too much to drink. I guess he thought I was being aggressive or I was out of order. He walked from one side of the course over to me and he got pretty close. I explained to him that it was essentially my social, and uh, he kept on. He, uh, he kept pressing who I was. Bro, bro. I don't think I don't want Why did you walk out here ask us? I'm not really sure what the proper thing to do was, but I got a little heated and just kind of put it on them like, I'm right here, so if you're gonna fight either fight or you need to leave or you need to settle down, like you gotta pick one because at that point, it's kind of like wasting everybody's time. I went ahead and decided to just create some distance, go back inside, and give Travis a chance to talk to him to get it figured out. Just a, shortly after that happened, he was pretty much sleeping on the side of the concrete. So for his sake, I'm glad nothing happened. When I'm inside, Casey comes up to me, obviously, he, he's got the little vein bulge happening, and he's amped up, and he tells me he almost got into a fight outside, and I, I couldn't even believe it, man. How, how are you gonna get into a fight at our own social event? That doesn't even make sense. And it turns out it was that guy that came in with Travis, you know, that already looked kind of strange when they walked in, and, and it's that same guy that's out there causing issues on the cornhole boards. Yeah, the idea of Casey getting into a fight at our own social, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what the repercussions would be from, from an event like that, but I'm sure it would be very unexpected. 
you know, people want to associate with us, you know, if that, if that kind of thing was to happen. I mean, I could certainly see it if maybe if some realtors got into a fight or something, that might be kind of cool. But, you know, we probably want to try to avoid being part of, part of the fight. I more want to spectate versus, you know, being, being part of it. So, yeah, you're just not sure what the effects would be, you know, how the name of Ticket Mortgage would be associated if, you know, if, they, if, if everybody's there talking about Casey getting into a fist fight at the event. But, but also, I mean, you know, Casey's like 100% beef, and so it's always, there's always that possibility, right? The situation with me anyway is I competitively kickboxed until I was about 38. There's a part of me, you know, from a sports standpoint that when somebody confronts you like that and you did that for so long, you know, there's a, there's a part of me that's competitive there. When somebody gets to that point and brings you up to that point, I wasn't in a position to feel physically harmed at all, and I didn't even feel that challenge. He was smaller, he was drunk. That, that shouldn't boost my ego by any chance to get in a fight with somebody like that. But with history of fighting, as long as I did, I was fine. But professionally, that could be devastating. First of all, I've been in Colorado five years, and I've never gotten an altercation. And now I go to a new area, and I go to a new place, and I'm having a social, and everybody's supposed to be having a good time. People are trying to figure out who I am and what I'm about. And then there's some sort of like a high school fight out behind the backstop. I mean, I can't think of anything worse that could potentially happen. It's just like the worst thing ever. Like, you don't want high school drama when you're trying to develop your reputation. I was absolutely happy that it just ended without anything other than a couple words. Anything other than that could have been devastating for this whole thing, you know? Could have taken too much and just thrown it out the window because something like that would definitely made social media definitely would have got spread around offices. And who, you know, who has a team of 20 people saying, hey, let's invite this guy in to teach class. He just got in a fist fight with some drunk guy at his own social. I mean, think about that. Like, no one would, nobody. Anyway, so I'm just, I'm just glad that it all ended, ended well. You know, the guy ended up sleeping on the park bench and it was, it was perfect. Good morning. It is October 1st, the first day of the final month. Went to the gym. I wasn't really going to go to the gym because I didn't want to spend any extra calories because I'm not really sure how the loans are going to go. And I am strategizing to win. But I also was thinking about my mental game. And uh, I know I will put enough self-pressure on myself if I just... I just work <laughs> that uh, that maybe I'll burn myself out because my self pressure is uh, pretty high. I just did like 10 minutes to warm up and then I stretched just so I have some sort of routine. I did that. As many of you can tell, I don't stand up straight and I have some physical issues, uh, multiple back surgeries, fusions, uh, fake body parts, things like that. So doing what I can to stay mobile is, is definitely a big priority. I watch, you know, some of these shows, um, like some of these survival shows when they monitor their body weight and I'm not going to go to the doctor, but I do see that losing somewhere around 20% to 25% is usually when they pull people from shows. Unless I get a loan, I'm not going to eat. Once I get a loan, which just to clarify what this means, if it's a refinance, if I lock it, and if it's a purchase, I get a contract. Doesn't mean something won't fall out, but it's rare that they do, and I don't have 30 days for it to close to eat. So 
If I have a refinance that I lock and I have a contract that I receive from an agent, I'll have 24 hours to eat. Outside of that, if I'm not closing loans, I'm gonna be living off my company product, which is Cheetah Juice. It's the official energy drink of Ticket Mortgage. And this is all I need to finish the challenge. But this is gonna give me the lungs. So, so what that means is over the next 30 days is I need to get loans like my life depends on it. So my thought is, you know, as long as I don't lose more than 48 pounds, then, then I shouldn't really worry too much. Maybe that's, maybe that's not super scientific, but I do want to have some sort of gauge to know, like, you know, if I lose 30 pounds, I don't feel good just in my head, um, just to know that most other people go further. So obviously, so, you know, tough it out is my thought. I don't, I don't plan on not eating this month. I plan on eating because I think I have a good plan in place. Is, it, is there a chance I'll go a week without eating? Yeah, there's a chance. But I think that chance is low if I do my job. And what'll help me do the job is the fact that I have a consequence that if I don't do what I have to do, then I don't eat. So that actually, even though it's like threatening, it's actually, it actually helps me win. I don't want to just get a loan a day. I want to get my loan by noon. I want to get, I want to start trying to get my loan as early as possible. I don't want to get filled with other things and have getting a loan be the last thing on my list. Right now, getting a loan is the number one thing on my list. And so I want to get that done first. And if I can get a loan by noon, then obviously I can get food and I can get, you know, I can work on other things. That's a tough call, but I will do my, I will bust my ass for that. And then after filming, I'm gonna, I'll continue to uh, finish it out if I haven't finished it yet. And then the same thing tomorrow morning, I'll try to get a loan by noon. The day after that, I'm gonna try to get a loan by noon. The day after that, I'm gonna try to get a loan by noon. I'm not gonna go to a doctor and find out like how much weight I can lose in a healthy way. I think that that gives me an out. I think that that gives me a plan B and I'm not gonna prepare for a plan B because if I was a real cheetah and I was out in Africa running around the plains, there is no plan B. I'm either gonna go out and get a loan or I'm not. And so I'm not preparing for any other alternatives other than if I'm hungry and I'm weak and I'm lightheaded and I have a headache, well, I need to get off my ass and go get a loan because then I can eat for 24 hours. In 24 hours, I can shove down 6,000 calories. I just gotta do the work to get the reward. So I don't think there's any danger because I'm not gonna fail. I'm just gonna go do the work. I'm gonna have a finished product. I'm gonna grab a bunch of food and I'm gonna repeat it until, I, until October 31st. And then I'm gonna win. On the next episode of Relo LO, I feel like something's kind of trying to drag me out deep in the water and it's kind of making me mad. I came to the decision very clearly that I messed up, that, you know, that this idea was a bad idea. Maybe you'll see what I did that was wrong. I think that's gonna be pretty apparent. You're gonna see 10 or 15 different things that I dropped the ball on. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not really mad at myself. I'm just getting angry that the results aren't happening.